Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. It is Strick in the building now, the correct Bellevue West graduate on the show. Stricky, how are the high seas? How are you doing today? Uh, it was kind of a little bumpy over overnight, but um, not too bad right now. Uh, pretty, pretty. The weather's warm. The winds are uh, are very breezy out here, uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful sitting out on the deck today. Little breakfast, little little, little coffee. Mm. On the block, baby. We here. Yes, we still in the building. That's the beautiful thing about technology these days, man. You can be you can be wherever you need to be uh, at any time in any place no matter where you're at. So it's pretty cool. Still get that business done. Uh, somehow forgot to mention uh, Mary Ellen's in our first segment. Make sure you check out Charles and his crew tomorrow throughout the rest of the week. Uh, let them fix you a plate down at 27th and Pine Lake in Lincoln. All right, Strick, uh, Rico and I talked about one potential target for Nebraska basketball um, in Caden Shedrick, a transfer from Virginia who's heard from Nebraska. I think that would be a good low-maintenance fit for Nebraska, a defense and rebounding big man. Flipping sides, though, to a more offensive-oriented player, John Rothstein tweeted just a couple minutes ago that uh, Kerr Creesa, the transfer guard from Arizona, is, uh, according to Rothstein's source, in Lincoln visiting today. I think that would be a really fun fit. A guy that shoots 36-37% from three for his career, that's played winning basketball at Arizona. And with Casey Tomonaga's future at Nebraska still in limbo, I think Karakrisa would be either a good fit to replace Casey or to play alongside of him, to have two really good, really consistent shooters at the guard positions. I mean, you, you, you're definitely in need of a great lead guard, whether that's a, a lead guard that's capable of distributing the ball and making sure that everybody is in the right place, getting teams settled down, being able to. And, and look, you, we looked at the NCAA tournament and we saw what what it is. Tight defense. Shots don't come easy. They're, they're, they may be plentiful, but they don't come easy. There's a lot of counters, a lot of extra uh, things that extra passes, those types of situations was definitely needed in a guard. As you saw, let's just take a look at just Kansas State. Noel uh, just was able to just really kind of get them what they needed. Other than that last situation, I hate that 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 happened because I don't want it to be uh, de- deflected as to how good of a of a tournament he had. But at the same time, you look at even Hogarth. Hogarth was phenomenal in the tournament. Guys like that, that can be a great lead guard, that can find guys, distribute the ball, get them where they need to be. Um, with Casey, they, they're they going to need that at the guard position. You like what you got out of Jamarcus Lawrence uh, this season. That's that's great. But, again, scouting reports can catch up with you. They're going to, you know, some people go through sophomore slumps. You have those type of situations, but someone that's seasoned, that's been through the ringer, that understands kind of what is needed and necessary for a team. I think that's a that's a look that definitely one that needs to be fulfilled or filled. Absolutely. So you mentioned Jamarcus Lawrence, where a solid freshman season, especially for a guy that wasn't expected to play nearly as much as he ended up doing because of uh, you know unfortunate injuries. The offense defense argument here will be fascinating to watch because Jamarcus Lawrence. Proved he can get downhill, knock down some open shots, and is a pesky on-ball defender. Plenty of room to grow in that regard, but he's solid. Two other guards coming up then behind him would be Karan McPherson, who was expected to play this year, 
um, before the knee injury forced him to medical redshirt. And then Ramel Lloyd, who came in and redshirted this year as well. There are a lot of fascinating combinations Nebraska can throw out there depending on what the situation calls for. You feel good about Jamarcus Lawrence shooting the basketball despite you know some free throw issues. You know Casey Tomonaga, if he comes back, is a good shooter. If Nebraska gets Kurt Kreisa, uh, you know, a proven shooter, solid free throw shooter, good three-point shooter. Then it just depends on what do Ramel Lloyd and Karan McPherson bring to the table you know, in their first go-around in college basketball. Can they be defense-first guards focused on that while they, you know, get their feet under them, shooting the ball and learning how to run a college offense? Or do you have to rely on, you know, Jamarcus Lawrence as really your point-of-attack defender? Uh, Let's just start with um, Q. Let's start with Q McPherson. Um, With his situation, it's never easy to return from uh, a knee injury, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the technology is is way better than I would say in our days, probably, you know, less invasive, not as many, uh, you know, deep cuts as that used to happen if you had those type of situations in, in the past. But um, he was going to be solid, good, strong body. Um, he can get there. He can create space with the use of his size and body and strength. Uh, so. Just whether or not he can run, I I, I just don't know. I, I hadn't even really got to see him in practice enough to really feel comfortable about that. Uh, I think he's a defensive hound. He he you know he has those capabilities. It's just a matter of whether or not he's going to feel comfortable. He's going to be tentative, and the way that he's going to deal with that knee situation. Now let's go over to Romel. Romel Lloyd is, does is not going to play defense to the same tune. It's going to be very similar to Greasel. Can move his feet. Can get in front but it's not going to be a hawk type of defender. So, but, but he does have similar skill set that uh, Greasel does have. And that is uh, to be able to post up, to be able to get in there. Now he is different in that Greasel's a downhole. I mean, sorry, <clears throat> he's a downhill attacker with one counter to be able to finish with either the right floater or the left or at the basket. Right. Whereas, um, Ramel, he don't mind getting to his mid-range. He'll get in there, find some mid-range space, pop you. He can post up, give you a little bit. He's got a little bit more shimmy to his game than, than Greasel did. Now, um, so so that's what we're going to be looking at. But the inconsistency, not inconsistent. I, I don't think he's inconsistent. I mean, let me just say he's streaky. I think Jamarcus Lawrence is a very streaky guy. Like if he gets hot, he he can rev up real quick. He can heat up like a microwave real quick. Uh, but but there's times that what is he what does he do that changes the game when he's not there hmm. and you see there's some waning in some of the way that he defends um, he gets a little tentative at times on his attack he'll hit hard in the first half and then he'll disappear in the second. So we just got to figure out what that consistency is going to look like for him. Do you think that was just freshman growing pains? Do you think that's just his game? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, every year, you know, the, the the system is built like this. It's similar in the NBA, you know, when I played. Every year, you've got to come back with something different. Mm-hmm. Your free throw shooting's got to increase. Otherwise, you're, it's going to be hack central. Anytime you attack, they're not going to let you get shots up. Mm-hmm. So then that's got to increase. Your ball handling, your distribution, there's going to be things that they're going to see in you. Well, we're going to take this away. Similar to what they did with C.J. Wilcher, right? C.J. Wilcher, it was run him off the three. There's not much. So then you've got to elevate 
or uh, you, you've got to change your game and it has to go through levels. It's got to come back with one or two things. You don't got to come back with a whole treasure trove of things, but you got to come back with a couple, a couple of things to add to your repertoire in your game. And so that's what I want to see, hopefully, in the offseason, if I get a chance to put my eyes on them, to see if there's been some things that they've been able to add to their game. So Kerr Carissa visiting Nebraska today. Another name that Nebraska reached out to was Syracuse transfer guard Joe Girard III. That's a guy from New York uh, who played in that Syracuse system. And the the Duke fans I follow on Twitter always, you know, <laughs> gave Joe Girard some grief because he did a couple things really well. He, he shot the ball well, and he shot the ball well. <laughs> Those are the couple things Joe Girard did. He played some point guard for Syracuse ends up averaging about three and a half assists per game for his career. But again, shot 40% from three two seasons ago, 38% last season on pretty high volume. That's a guy that I think is more experienced than Kerr Creesa, um, shorter, but a little thicker. The issue is he would be the biggest defensive liability. So if he comes and plays alongside Keisei Tomonaga, that makes wing and post defense that much more important because guards are going to get blown by. Keisei competes, but he's not a lockdown defender. Joe Girard coming from a zone, maybe he'll be different in man, but he got beat quite a lot when I watched that. So if you're looking to add some more offensive firepower from the guard spots, I think either Creesa or Girard would be fantastic gets, but then it makes Juwan Gary's return. It makes Blaze Kata taking that next step forward. Whoever the next you know big that Nebraska gets from the transfer portal is, it makes their ability to help and recover and protect the rim that much more important. Yeah, I, I definitely would say that their lead guard, um, finding out and identifying their lead guard situation is priority number one. Two, I think, like you said, uh, it's important to get – you don't necessarily need a high volume of anything from the big. You just want a big that can actually handle himself in the paint, rebound. Um, he, he can make a lot of noise without being seen, right? He's kind of like one of those snipers or one of those ninjas that – they, 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 they operate in silence, and then all of a sudden you look up and they've got 15. You're like, wait, 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 where did that come from? That's the kind of big man I think they need. Not one that you have to actually have, have Derek Walker you know, abilities. I don't think you need that with this team. With their five, uh, their five open, I think he has to be able to stretch the floor a little bit, though, because um, you, you, I think Nebraska would have had tremendous uh, success in this season, great success, if Breidenbach would have been able to shoot the ball better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just was able to just shut down the lanes. It just didn't help. I told you if he comes back like Drew Timmy, they, they, he could be okay because then the, sh- the shot will open up for him. Blaze Keita has that touch. He has the ability to stretch to about 15. But if you can get a guy that can stretch you out a little bit with that five-out that five out, uh, motion style offense that they run, I, I think somebody there that can attack the glass, is willing to do all the dirty work, will be fine. Uh, some other names from the text line here. Um, Byron uh, throws out Jamison Battle and then Jameer Nelson Jr. Jameer Nelson Jr. I, I don't Man. think comes here, but would be a heck of a get. Jamison Battle would be one I'd be interested in. Not a great on-ball defender, but a good team defender. He can be generally in the right spot, even if he won't lock you up. A good enough shooter. And he has Big Ten experience. So if you can tell me Nebraska's starting wings next season are Jamison Battle and Juwan Gary Strick, I sign up for that right now. All day. 
all day. I said I love Jamison Battle. I mm-hmm. think Jamison Battle would be a tremendous fit. And, you know, he's very capable in doing a lot of those pesky-like things and uh, offensive rebound and getting hands on balls. He's long, so he's able to, you know, really help out. He's got good feet, too. Um, I, I, I also, uh, like Byron said on the text line, that's what I was talking about. You know, what Byron just said, uh, he said this on the text line. Did you read it? Uh, about the uh, the athletic said, center that can run the court, he said yes. I want I, I want K State six ten athletics freak freaks that could actually run the court. So one of the things that I've said on the show before is that I want a Mikey Moore type. Mm-hmm. And if none of you guys ever got a chance to see us play back in the nineties, Mikey Moore is what I'm talking about. Mikey Moore, he spent shoot. Uh, I think 12, 13 years in the league, and he just was doing what was necessary, setting screens, knocking down the 12, 15-foot shot when he needed to. You hardly saw him, but he was impactful, whether it be on offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, block shots. He just was always at the right place at the right time, but he was like a gazelle running the floor. So in in, in, in fast-break opportunities, He's on a trail, and if he catches you, he's putting you on a poster somewhere. And that's the kind of guy that I think could be a, a great fit for uh, for Nebraska next year. Somebody like that. So I agree with Byron on the text line. And Mikey was never a star. He was a star in his role, but he was never yeah. the headline guy. But a guy that does those little things so well, it's crazy how big a difference that makes when the guard has those extra couple inches off the screen, when you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. you know a big guy getting a rebound because you know a Mikey Moore is either going to out-jump him, go get it, or box him out, put a body on him. The little things from a player like that make everyone else's job so much simpler. Mm-hmm. And and what and what that's why I talk about a good lead guard. Mm-hmm. See, right now, it's it's the dribble handoffs, the coming, the kind of sneaky pick that catches you off guard, that you really just kind of get lost in 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 the defensive, you know, rotations. But the issue with that is usually it's a drive to finish or one pass option. The weak side stuff usually gets lost in Nebraska's because Greasel just wasn't that that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Greasel wasn't that type of guy that can hold you on a hip, see what you do, cross you over to the middle, still got you on the backside of him. Defensive, uh, uh, the big man doesn't approach. I can float you and drop you. If he does approach, I might give you a head fake, hezzy, get by you, finish, or I'm dropping a weak side dime on a dime to a shooter on the week, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we, that's the kind of guard I'm talking about. That kind of guy that could just really put you on a string, have you stretched out and shots just become so much easier. I, I, I would hope that that can happen, but I just, I, I just, I'm not sure right now of what our guards are. Last thing uh, to get to before we head to break and play the shootout with Strick, uh, $15 to Buffalo wings and rings on the line here in just a few minutes. Uh, Byron also said on the text line, Hunter Salas and Chucky Hepburn could still happen. I don't want to comment on those guys because they're not in the portal yet. Hunter Salas just got done, uh, you know, increasing his minutes by the end of the year. It helped Gonzaga turn that game against UCLA with his Mm -hmm. defensive pressure. Did a good job handling the ball for the most part. Was on the court in big moments. Sure, it'd be fun to have him in Lincoln, but he's not officially in the portal yet. So I don't even want to consider him an option. Same with Chucky Hepburn. I mean, his team is still in the NIT. Chucky Hepburn's played a key role for Wisconsin. Again, in-state guys that I could envision a role for at Nebraska, 
But to me, Strick, they're not even worth considering yet because they're not in the portal. Yeah, and and so I'm not going to speak about them in in let's let's speak about likeness um, of 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 what they do well, right? Um, what they do well, that likeness fits, especially on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball. Like you know, those types of players of a Chucky and a and a Silas at a one and two position. Uh, then you add in Gary, big, strong, good feet as well. Um, you know, not good in change of direction, but good at, you know, body keeping mm-hmm. you in front. Jamarcus is that, you know, with with like a Silas's size, you could put him at the three and you could have three killer type front guards that can run that type of uh, uh, defensive scheme. Trim- boy, they I mean, they would get after people defensively that type so i could see that second you would love the type from uh hunter salas as far as in the open court Mm -hmm. nebraska has a want to run they need to create open court situations and easier baskets he's that type getting downhill open court pushed out him and jamarcus hit the wings Mm -hmm. that type of person get downhill finish or 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 flow pass and that's the type chucky Great lead guard. He's that guy. Put you on a hip. Put you on a stroll. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Down in the post. Yeah, Blaze. Let me find you right now. You you got a disadvantage. Uh, you got an advantage there. Let's let's get at you. He's that kind of guard. So those types is what's needed. Whether it be them or not, I, I don't know. But that's the type I'm talking about. That's the insight from the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA veteran Eric Strickland. Got a chance to take him down next, playing the shootout with Strick. The final four is tonight. That's right. Men's NIT final four tonight. That's what the trivia is about. You think you know your NIT teams and players? Call now, 402-464-5685. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line. We'll play the game on the other side. <laughs> 